Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Jeremy Prest. As the pastor leading the media department at Springs Calgary, Jeremy is passionate about sharing the gospel through TV. Known for his authenticity, he teaches the word in a way that isn't just relatable, it's powerful. And now, Jeremy Press will share that our words carry incredible power. If you let negative thoughts stay in your mind, they can affect what you say and do. But you can change that, starting today. Let's dive into the message. Welcome to today's message. You know, we get this opportunity to preach in front of you guys, and I hope that you guys enjoy them. I hope you take notes. These are, these are special times. You know, whenever God puts a message on my heart, um, or I would assume any pastor, it is this uh, dance between how to convey it, how to unpack it, when it's all just crammed in here. And I'm just so excited to pre- preach today's message. You know, I preached a message a little while back about um, gathering evidence. And as believers, if your faith is not growing, it's because you're not gathering evidence in God's word every single day. You know, so this message kind of goes hand in hand with that. If you haven't seen that message, I highly recommend that you go to that message first, give it a watch, and then jump into this message as well. I hope you also have a pen, a paper, you take notes. Anytime Holy Spirit gives you something and He puts it on your heart, don't don't think you're going to remember it because you won't. If it, if it, stands out to you, write it down, unpack it, follow it. And especially when it comes to preaching, don't trust anyone. Search it out, dive into the word, learn it for yourself so that you can teach it also. So that when you're in a situation, it'll just flow out of you from a place of, of ownership where you are, are just experiencing it, living through it. Um, today, I'm reading from a few passages of scripture that I've always noticed that have always um, stood out to me, but I'm approaching it from a different angle today. Today I'm talking about the authority of the believer. I've heard many people preach on this, many different angles. Um, But I gotta say, there's two major guys in my life that have preached this, that it just stood out. And I decided that I had to kind of unpack it in my way for you today. So I'm reading from Mark 11, verses 12 to 14, and I'm gonna jump to verse 19 and 21. Hope you can follow along. This is Jesus when he speaks to the fig tree just outside the temple courts. And this is verse 12. It says, The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree um, in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. And because it was not in season for figs, then he said to the tree, this is where I'm focusing on, then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples also heard him say it. Verse 19, we're going to jump ahead. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from its roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed is withered away. You know, whenever you see Jesus in scriptures, always watch and look through what he's doing. He's our example, and he's showing us exactly how we are to handle life situations, whatever it throws at us. And um, this is a particular example where Jesus knew the power of his words, and he spoke to the tree and told it that it would never bear fruit again. And sure enough, when they came out the next morning, it no longer was bearing fruit. You know, 
Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a Christian neuroscientist, um, and she goes to unpack many different things about the brain, how it works, and I was listening to one of her uh, teachings a little while ago, I think it was on a podcast, and one thing that she said to me that stood out was that she was talking about our thoughts and the power that our thoughts have on a cellular level. She went and unpacked how it works and when we think and, and how there's these, she was using all these scientific terms, I can't even try to regurgitate, but she was talking about how when we think thoughts, those, those thoughts dwell into our mind. And not only do they dwell in our mind, our mind is the first link in this chain of cells that we are, a bundle of cells that God's beautifully created. But she was saying that when we dwell on thoughts, those thoughts permeate into every single cell of our body. You know, if we're not careful, if we don't understand the power of our thoughts, we will deteriorate our body by thinking, by, by staying in anxiety, by staying in stress, or by accepting a curse from somebody. When a doctor says you're diagnosed with this, if you're not careful, you're gonna think on that, you're gonna ponder on that, you're gonna meditate on that, and that will permeate to every single cell in your body. You know, when Jesus spoke to these trees, he gave us a very, very, very clear example of the authority of our words. That as a believer, when we speak to something in the natural, something that's not even attached to our body, that it has to obey to us. It has to obey the words we say. Jesus spoke to a tree that he was not even probably in arm's, arm's length. And he just said to it, you'll no longer bear fruit anymore. And so when you watch this and you look at this example of it, we need to make sure that we see the same example and understand how this is all operating. You know, um, we live in a society that doesn't value words very much. We hear politicians running for office and they'll say absolutely anything they need to say to get votes. Uh, you know, they found a, a way of um, figuring out how to find out if a politician is lying. And um, if you step in front of a politician and you're looking him in the face and his lips are moving, he's lying. <laughs> you know, that's a silly example, but we honestly live in a society where there's not much value with words. Often people give lip service. They'll say, someone will come up to them and go, hey, what do you think of this shirt? And they'll go, oh, it looks great. The person will walk away and they'll just say, the person looks ridiculous. We have gotten to a place where words have not been um, placed in a high place of value in our life. You know, often Tamara, my wife, she'll ask me, does this, does this look good on me? And, you know, as a husband, this is kind of a funny, volatile spot because you want to be careful. You don't want to say something to offend her. Um, but one thing Tamara and I know is that I need her to understand that when she comes to me, she's got truth coming her way. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to let her know. Because what good is my word if I say, you look amazing, babe. You look so good. And she doesn't. And she takes the, what I'm saying to her, she takes that and she goes out and she doesn't look good and she thinks she does. So we must train ourselves that our words are good. Our words are true. You know, um, a few months ago, I was, I have a daughter, Sloan. She's six, turning seven soon. And uh, she had this owie on her knee. She got hurt the, the morning of and um, she scraped her knee really, really bad. And so we were later on that night giving her a bath and washing her and she had a Band-Aid on her knee and it was getting wet and soggy and it was just gross and I wanted to get a new Band-Aid on it, but she did not want me to pull it off. And so I decided that I would pull it off anyway and um, without her seeing. And so she, this was something I shouldn't have done, but she goes, dad, dad, you promised me you're not gonna pull it off? I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna pull it off. And I was trying to avoid the word promise because I knew I wanted to get it off. And all of a sudden I distracted her and I got her to look at something there and I reached for it and I ripped it off. Well, she, she was very, very upset with me. She was crying, she was upset, but something happened there. All of a sudden she couldn't trust her dad. 
her dad said he wouldn't do something and then he did do it. And as something as small as ripping, ripping a bandaid off of her leg, she began to, um, the next time I promised her something, she began to remember that and doubt what I had said. You know, this is all too often um, our own minds. You know, if we're a person that isn't, isn't truthful, if we're a person that's not um, even convincing our own selves that when we say we're going to be somewhere, that we're going to be somewhere. That, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that if we get to a place where we're not teaching ourselves that we're a person of our word, good luck praying or speaking to your body. Good luck speaking to something just like Jesus did to that fig tree with the authority you have. If you're training yourself to not even believe your own words, not to be a person of your word when you say you're going to do something, when you say you're going to be there, your very cells of your body, just like Dr. Caroline Leaf was saying, listen to every thought you think. Your thoughts are directed by your words. And if you're speaking life, life will be permeated through every cell of your body. And when it comes to dealing with sickness, when it comes to dealing with, with um, whatever obstacle comes in front of you, you need to make sure your body, your cells, your mind believes the words that you say. You know, um, another verse I want to jump into in unpacking this, you know, in understanding the authority we have as believers, it comes in Acts 3. This is an incredible verse with um, Peter entering the temple. And um, let me just quickly read it and then we'll unpack it. It's Acts 3 verses 3 to 8. Seeing Peter and John, so there's a beggar outside the temple, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms and Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and I have no gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising them. You know, how incredible is that? Unfortunately, in this day and age, in this Christian world, if somebody walked into a church and said, what I have, I give to you, they would be called sacrilegious. They would be called, what's wrong with you? But when we follow the example of Jesus, this is exactly what he wants us to do. You know, he gave the authority over to us as a believer. He gave us the power, the authority over laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you know, I want to show you here his prayer. He didn't say, oh God, I come to you right now over this, this man that has been sick since birth, Lord. You know the issues. Most of us would pray that way. In fact, I'm preaching this message because I tend to pray that way. This spoke to me in such an incredible way because I tend to pray and, and say, Lord, by your stripes, we've been made healed, healthy, whole. And it sounds like a great, powerful prayer. It really does. But what we're doing there is we're bringing our problem to God and we're just magnifying the problem to God. And that's not what he said. And Peter so beautifully does it and says, what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. He understood the authority he had. And you know, authority is something that's interesting. It, it can be passed on. It can be um, given. Like right now, actually, my kids are being watched right now as I preach this message. I have given that babysitter the authority to make decisions with my kids, the authority to feed them the right food, to enter my home, to lock the door, make sure nobody comes out. If someone comes to the door, she has the authority to not let them in. I have handed that power to her. I expect her to act in it. If she doesn't protect my kids, if she lets someone in my house, I will be holding her accountable for not acting in that authority. You know, I, this example just makes it so clear to me that when God hands us the authority to lay hands on the sick, hands us the authority to go and minister the gospel, to go and deal with whatever 
we need to deal with. You know, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Most people say, God, help me with this. The spiritual warfare is all over me. and I don't know what to do. And they're talking to God. And he's saying, I gave you the authority. Don't open the door. Resist the devil. Keep the door shut. It's in your hands. I've given it to you the same way as I've given the power and the authority to the babysitter to watch my most precious thing in my life, my kids. You have the authority within you. The same way that Peter said, what I have, I give to you. You can watch more messages like this on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every Friday, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into a topic-based playlist called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is Power of Your Mind. You'll hear other great messages by Jeremy Prest and watch episodes from The Leon Show, Joel Osteen, and Joyce Meyer, all diving deep into what the Bible says about your purpose. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O dot com. The majority of Corco Plus content is available to Canadian residents only. And there's a second part to this, what he, what he also does here, and this is where m most of us miss out on. Get up and walk. You know, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Most of us forget the second part of that, is putting it to work, putting action to our faith. Often people will pray the prayer and they'll sit there and they'll wait or they'll, they'll be worried and they'll, they'll never take a step into that, that faith of actually putting it to work. You know, authority is something that is incredibly powerful when it's used. Uh, a similar example would be a police officer. He knows the law, he has the gun, he has the police car, he's been enabled by the nation or the municipality to do and enforce the law. He knows it all, has it all. But knowing it all and having it all is not adequate enough. Doing it and being able to, to act upon the authority you've been given. He could say he knows it all, look the, look the part, have all the gear on, have the body armor on, have the presence, and it probably has some effect on people. But once you realize he ain't doing nothing to protect people, um, I don't feel very safe around that guy. I don't feel like he's going to do anything to enact his authority to what his job is. His job, his or her job is to protect, to serve the people. And, you know, if you don't act in it, you're really missing out on the, on the whole point of being given that authority. If you're sick, if you're dealing with sickness, disease, cancer, you've been diagnosed with something, I'm preaching to you right now. Mark 11 verse 23 starts to speak to them, talks about speaking to the mountain. And let's, let's read it really quickly here as we unpack this. Mark 11 verse 23 says, Truly I tell you, and this is Jesus speaking um, back to the disciples right after he just finished, um, as they finished passing by the fig tree. As they passed by the fig tree, they were amazed and they said, wow, da, and Jesus goes, He's kind of surprised that they don't understand this yet. And so he says this, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe what he says will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. There is so much here. The Bible says to speak to the mountain. Just as I was saying before, when we pray, we tend to bring the mountain to our God. We tend to magnify the diagnosis, magnify the sickness. And it, like I said, if you are sick, if you are dealing with something that's, that's in, in front of you, don't pray about the sickness or the disease or the diagnosis or whatever um, crippling issue you have. 
pray and speak to the mountain. Command it to be gone. Remove it. Use your authority, just like Peter said. You know, this might be a small, silly example, but uh, it was not even, I was prepping this message about five, six days ago. And as I was prepping it, I was going to the office and I had this piercing, piercing headache. And uh, I remember I was driving to the office and all of a sudden I pulled over because the headache was hurting me so bad. And I was, I was holding my temples just like this. And I was prepping this message about speaking to the mountain. And all of a sudden I went, what am I doing? Why am I even tolerating this? Why am I even allowing this headache to just cripple me? I literally was searching for Advil in my bag and trying to find water. And all of a sudden I just said, I, I know I believe that. I'm going to operate in this. Let's do this. And so I literally just said, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this headache. I command it to be gone in Jesus' name right now. And I just sat there and I was not going to move my car until this headache was gone. And uh, sure enough, I, I kid you not, I didn't even tell anyone because there's no way of proving it to anybody. But I literally, the headache, the headache left me instantaneously. Um, and it, it was hard not to be surprised. As the Bible says that we shouldn't be surprised. We should expect it. But all of a sudden I had this like, it's instantly gone. I pulled over my, I started driving my car again. I continued to drive to work and I was um, just more on fire for this message even more because I was going something as small as a headache but it doesn't matter if it's a headache. It doesn't matter if it's a cold. It doesn't matter if it's COVID-19 or a cancer. It doesn't matter what it is. We have the authority to operate and to speak to it and to command it to be thrown into the sea, as the Bible says. You know, um, a while back, I was dealing with uh, shingles. I got shingles three or four years ago, and it wiped me out. I'm f I was far too young. When the doctor diagnosed me with shingles, he was shocked that I had shingles, and he was saying, you're far too young for this. And, you know, I went through a season where I wasn't valuing sleep. I wasn't taking care of myself and um, I wasn't letting myself just recover. And so I was sleeping three to four hours maximum a night and my body was just getting deteriorated. We just had a new baby. So sleep was even less. And anyway, long story short, I was flat on my back for a very long period of time and I was very sick. I wasn't making progress. Um, I was, I just remember being bedridden pretty much. And we have two little kids running around and uh, my wife is kind of bearing the load of everything there. And after being sick for way too long, I remember someone who I respect highly in my life. They came and kind of saw me and were kind of praying with me and just chatting and hanging out. And finally, she said to me, she said, you know, Jeremy, um, I need you to do something for me. And I said, well, what's that? She goes, I need you to get angry. I was like, what? She goes, I need you to get angry with this. I feel like you've accepted this. You are far too easy going with it, far too calm. I need you to get angry. I need you to get upset. I need you to get fed up. I need you to take a step and speak into this. And after she left, I just, I couldn't, I just was all over that. And I was just thinking about it and Holy Spirit was working on me because I had accepted it. I was just sitting there waiting for my body to do its thing. But nothing about that was biblical. Nothing about that. It was doing what Mark 11 tells us to do, to get up and to speak to the mountain, to use our authority. And so I began to do that. I began to just absolutely curse this, this shingles down and speak to my body and command every issue that I was having to be gone in Jesus' name and walk through it. And I began to recover very quickly. I began to start this journey of being able to walk in health every day of my life. You know, life is going to continue to throw stuff at us all the time. You're going you're gonna to have sicknesses. You're going to have colds. But we have to have the tools. We have to use the tools that God has given us to operate in them every single day of our life. You know, John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't know the truth, if you don't get into God's word, if you don't study stories like Mark 11 that tells us or Acts 3 about Paul reaching, reaching down and saying, what I have, I give to you. If you don't develop evidence, like I was talking about in my previous message, if you don't accumulate evidence for what it is 
we walk in or are allowed to walk in, the authority we have, you're not going to be able to walk in God's best for you. You'll be saved. You'll make it to heaven. But that's not the John 10.10 life. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full in abundance. We have been given this gift of life in full to abundance, to walk in health, to have to not be dealing with these diseases, to not have any of these issues, but we are to walk in health and use our authority every single day of our life. You know, I just hope that you get this. I hope that you understand the authority you have as a believer. You know, the enemy, he wants you to to not understand the authority you have. He wants you to be caught up in your thoughts, in your mind, in anxiety and stress. He wants you to make sure that this is something you never, ever understand, never, ever walk in. Because honestly, the enemy, all he can do is plug thoughts into your head. And thoughts will lead to stress. Stress leads to disease. Disease leads to growth, to tumors. If you allow yourself to, to be going in that direction, that's all he can do. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Resist is a positive resistance. Not just an existence, but a resistance. Resist the devil and he will flee. You know, in being a pastor, I've, I've dealt with, we've dealt with many situations of people who have been demonically oppressed or um, possessed or say, and often when people think about that, they go, oh my goodness, and they, they tend to be afraid and scared. But you know what? It's quite a pathetic thing, actually. It's not amazing. It's not, it's, it's pathetic. It's, it's typically a mind that has just been lost. A, typically a mind that has been overwhelmed with thoughts and anxiety to such a, such a point that they've allowed the devil in. There's been no resistance happening there. They don't operate in their authority to resist the devil and kick him out of your house. He's not allowed here. He's not welcome here. Disease is not welcome here. I, you know, I pray today that you understand that the authority you have as a believer, the same as Jesus did. You know, Jesus says, said we would do even greater things than he. We would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We have to use that every single day of our life. Don't allow yourself to be um, scared. Don't allow yourself to be uh, dwelling on the diagnosis. Hear what the doctor has to say. Take that as truth. Make wise decisions and steps to take medical direction but then speak to it, command it, get angry with it. Just the same way as I was on my back and I was accepting it and not even knowing. I was in the Bible, but I hadn't even, I hadn't even realized that I was accepting it. All of a sudden, once I realized I wasn't, I just got fed up with it and I started to get angry and said, nope, there's no way in the world I'm going to allow this to just control my life, to, to dictate the health of my future with my children, the health of the future with my wife. And I, I want to grow old. I want to be in health. And I began to just walk with this resistance. I will not be getting sick. I will not get diagnosed with cancer. I will not. You know, the mind is such an incredibly powerful thing. Often when you go to doctor's offices, and you know, we're expecting our third kid right now. They we had some health issues uh, with Sloan, or sorry, with um, Ellis. When Tamara delivered Ellis, there was a lot of things that came up. Um, Tamara ended up having, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but some blood pressure issues. And it got complicated. And the doctors advised us afterwards. They said, you know, you probably shouldn't have a third kid. And, you know, if, I wasn't, if we weren't careful, I was going to allow that to just plant a seed in my heart and just take hold of my heart. And same with my wife. And we know that God's, God's best for us, God's will for us is to have an incredible family, a growing family, a large family, a family full of life and health. And so we began to claim those promises. We began to pray together, speak together, grab God's word and just meditate and, and visualize a family that God wants for our life. And every time we went to the doctor's office, 
they're doing their job, and I get that. Um, but every time we went there, they would say, uh, once we were pregnant, they would say, you know, did you guys try to have a kid? You were planning on this? Um, um, why, why would you do that? And we're already pregnant. It's not like we can undo this thing and we're going like, like, what are you trying to, con you're trying to convince us? Like, what are you even saying? We're already pregnant. Give me the best advice. Let's move forward and we're going to continue on. And so they were giving us a really hard time. But an untrained mind, a mind not in God's word, a mind not understanding the authority that we have and operate would walk away from that, that appointment and, and get afraid, get fearful allow those seeds to plant. And then, especially while you're growing a human, my wife is growing our baby in her belly. Her thoughts permeate to every cell in her body, including the baby in her belly. You know, I'm so glad that we have a church like this. I'm so glad we have incredible teachings about God's word and understanding the cross, the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of what Jesus did for us, giving us an incredible authority to operate in God's word. You know, I just pray that you get this. I pray you dive into God's word. I pray that you walk through these verses carefully, that you comb through them. You allow them to speak to your heart and you begin to operate in the authority you've been given. I pray that you do that. I, I'm so glad we're able to do things like this. And you know, I just want to pray with you really quick before we close. You know, Lord God, we just thank you for every single person here, Lord. We just, we just thank you for such an opportunity to be able to get into your word like this, Lord, that we're able to connect like this. I pray today, Lord, that every person here who is dealing with something, whether it's a diagnosis, whether it's a brain cancer, Lord, whether it's uh, kidney failure, whatever it might be, Lord, if the body is failing in any shape, way, or form, Lord, we speak to the, those tissues, we speak to those bodies, we command them with the authority we've been given to be healed in the name of Jesus. We hope this message gets to as many people as possible, and we hope that it makes an impact for you. I just hope that you continue to stay plugged in, continue to feed God's word in times like this where we're isolated, alone, life's kind of changing a little bit. Your thoughts can run away from you. Your thoughts can, can, can take you to dark or fearful places. Don't let that. Be, be responsible. Be disciplined, a disciplined follower of Jesus. That's what a disciple is, a disciplined follower of Jesus. Get into God's word, resist the devil, and he will flee. Walk in your authority every day of your life. Thanks for joining me today and you know, God bless. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Dr. Charles Stanley. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already and share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.